You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Outdoor Edge in their complete lineup of knives and game processing kits. These guys right now are doing an absolutely huge giveaway where you could win an elk hunt. And not just any elk hunt. We're talking about a seven or eight mile horseback ride into the backcountry. We're talking a one-on-one guided hunt. You're going to be sleeping in a wall tent, and you're going to be doing that for five days with the founder and CEO of Outdoor Edge, David Block. Now, if you've never been on an elk hunt before, I'm telling you right now, go sign up for this because if you ever hear a elk bugle, whether it's at 400 yards or it's at 40 yards, it is a life-changing experience. So here's how you enter. Go to OutdoorEdge.com. There's going to be a big banner for it somewhere on their homepage. All you have to do is click on that. Go fill out some information. I think your name, your email address, maybe some other stuff. And that's all you have to do. That's how you are entered. They're going to be picking a winner oh, a ways from now. So you have plenty of time to enter. Go visit OutdoorEdge.com. Sign up today. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And this week, as you've heard us talk in the past, Jeff is getting into waterfowl hunting. So we thought, kind of like our episode on how much does it cost to kill a deer, we would do an episode on what it's cost Jeff to get into waterfowl hunting. Because while some things can be shared, you know, there's a lot of new and different things that, that you need to do waterfowl hunting. So that's what we get into this week. Before we get into that though, I wanna talk about our sponsor, Monster Whitetail Grub. So Monster Whitetail Grub is a deer feed company and they have anything that you would need for a deer feed and supplementation standpoint. So they've got their signature Monster Whitetail Grub feed, which is a, it's a high protein feed with mineral mixed in. We've had really good success with that. They've also got flavored corn, so it sort of steps up your your corn, turns it into a long-range attractant, and they've got all different kinds of flavors you can pick from. And then they've got just straight mineral. If you just want powdered mineral, they've got that also. So whatever you need, they have it. Check them out. Go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors, and you can get in touch with them and find out which retailers they're in because I've, I've been seeing on their Facebook that they are getting into more and more retail locations. So... If there's a retail location near you, you can stop in and pick some up or get in touch with them directly and figure out what the best way is to get the product. Now, our usual 
updates at the beginning of the episode. So first thing I'm going to start with is there's been a, a, a buzz on the internet. Some of you listeners have, have brought this to our attention that with the new state parks maps that have come out, they, it, it looked like they had, they were no longer going to allow hunting on some of the state park lands that have traditionally been open for hunting. And Jake, Jeff, you guys jump in here if I misspeak on any of this, but so, you know, you guys reached out to us. We thought, well, that's weird. We hadn't heard anything about that. So we reached out to the ODNR directly and finally got in touch with the right person. And what it looks like is some of these maps went out maybe prematurely or some of the information got left off accidentally. And in this, as you guys, I'm sure all know, the ODNR is in a, in a website migration phase right now. And so in all of the, I don't know what the word, uh, confusion, um, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say turmoil, but you know how, you know, migrating a website can be yeah. a bit of a pain, right? There's a lot of moving in pieces. In the transition. Yeah, that, that's perfect. The transition phase of, of migrating things to the new website, it got left off. So we have confirmed they are working on updating the maps and getting them on the new website, but hunting at the state parks, and now, I mean, this isn't, permission to hunt at any state park. You still need to confirm that that particular state park is open and this and that, but the ODNR is not taking away access to a bunch of state park land that, that, cause that was the concern, right? None of these state parks say that, that you can hunt there anymore. So that was just a, uh, I'll say a clerical error, if you will, it got left off the maps and they got loaded to the new site. And, and so in that transition, things got kind of messed up. They are in the process of fixing that. And I guess the, the takeaway is they have not taken away a bunch of state land access for hunting. So wanted to get that out there. Yeah. And another thing is, yeah, some of the maps for the wildlife areas are also old maps. They're not the most recent maps that got uploaded. Oh, okay. Um, so you may notice like oh well they're you know you used to be able to hunt this piece of the wildlife area and now you can't um in some of those cases that's clearly just a an error so they give you contact information for the wildlife areas um you can reach out to them reach out to the county game warden um reach out to the odnr uh customer service line um to verify on those, but some of the, the maps for the wildlife areas are also not the most up-to-date maps. Yeah, good point. So, before you know, before you see something on the new website and go, you know, start raising the red flags, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you know, you might want to check with, like Jeff said, you know, any, any of those list of, of contacts and verify uh, that it wasn't just something that that happened in error during the transition, the migration to the new website. So anything new with you guys? Dove season and squirrel season will be open by the time people hear this. Anything else yeah. going to be open? 
uh, let's see. No, not by the time people hear this. It'll be real close to teal and goose season. Okay. But, uh, yeah, weather's starting to cool off. Yeah. Getting cool uh, evenings. Jeff, yeah. you doing anything? I've decided I went through my my dove prep, and uh, I'm going to run. Last year, I, I ran an improved cylinder choke. This year, I'm going to run modified. And I got a couple more boxes of shells, so I think I'm ready to go. My gun's got the plug in it, so we're all good there. Yeah. I think I'm going to start off with a full choke in and switch out if need be. Because last year we had a lot of long shots. We weren't getting those close, quick shots. We were getting, you know, birds flushing out away from us or, you know, they're trying to fly into the treetops. So those were long shots and i i don't think i had enough range on you know to hit them so i'm you know what wasn't hitting them with enough pellets to knock them down and kill them yeah you know because we we dusted quite a few birds last year and they just kept flying yeah um Put some uh, plugs and some shotguns. Because I got some new shotguns this year. um, Which was kind of funny because I asked my wife, I said, you know, what shotgun do you want to use for dove season? She's like, "Uh, I, I, I don't know, the one that you're not using? It's like, well, I have other shotguns you know like i have more than two shotguns so you know what which one of these are you looking to use you know and i brought them all out and and of course and my my 20 gauge is old you know it's a very old shotgun and obviously she that's the one she really wanted to use because it's way lighter than the others right well it was a little bit of a challenge to figure out okay well how do i plug this thing and i recently inherited it and it's like how do i put a plug in this thing because yeah you know and it because basically it was i don't think the the tube on it had ever been opened you know, so it was just a little gummed up, so it was hard to figure out. And it just had a metal cap that you have to pry out to get into the tube. And oh, it okay. just sure didn't seem like you were supposed to be prying that out, but that's, <laughs> that's definitely what you're supposed to be doing. So that's all set up. So guns are set up. Um, Good deal. I have my. Uh, mojo wind powered spinning wing wing decoy put together and I'm trying to figure out exactly how much wind it needs oh right you know to work because it's I don't know it's kind of finicky it seems like I I'm having a hard time I I think what the problem is is it's 
you know, real sensitive to the amount of wind. So like uh, just a little bit of a like some tall grass or something can diffuse the wind enough to not make the wings spin. Oh, I see. You know, like it, you can move it like a couple feet in a different direction and it, the winds, the wings spin and it, to, to me, it feels like, oh, the wind's the same between here and there, but apparently it's not. How heavy is it? Like, would it, could you clip it to the top of a, a corn stalk? Kind of let it uh, catch if there's it, corn where we're it's planning probab- on? I, I mean, it would have to be a pretty strong corn stalk. Okay. Um, you could definitely clip it to, like, thicker tree branch you know if you had one that had enough clearance around it sure or put it on a fence post but it's i mean it's it's not super heavy but also corn stalks not that structurally sound either right especially not up toward the top i guess yeah right all right Jake, Maybe anything? I'll just put it on a hat or something, wear it around. <laughs> That's <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, slightly. Um, no, not really. I well, I set my ground blind up. The kids went and helped me do that, so that was cool. Um, tried to open up a few mock scrapes to see if I can maybe try and draw some bucks in with some scrapes i know it's still a little early but i'm trying different things so <laughs> yeah um so i opened up a couple uh mock scrapes i haven't the day i opened them up it was the day it was raining all day so i went back yesterday and kind of freshened them up with some scent so i haven't seen anything in them or on them yet but we'll see um my hope is that i just I can get the does looking at it and then the one or two young bucks that I have running around start playing with it. I'm hoping once I, if I can just get one curious big boy to come over, that'll open up the floodgates and everybody will start using it. But yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It's worth a try, I guess. So yeah, that's really about all I got going. Um, I did not make any changes which I guess is probably a silly decision on my part for dove season because I didn't have a whole lot of success last year, but I'm just running the same thing I ran last year. You know, definition of insanity. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Well, and we know, I mean, we know better this year, though, like what to expect and, yeah. So, but yeah, i excited to get the season started. Like I was telling you kind of before we, started recording got up this morning and went outside and it was it felt like a crisp fall morning instead of the hot sticky nasty that it's been so it's coming and that's kind of got my juices flowing yeah me too so if there's nothing else we'll uh get into the topic for this week you guys got anything else you want to touch on no no oh All right, cool. We'll get into the topic then. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. 
Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so this week it's just Jeff and I, and we are talking waterfowl. So you've heard us talk in past episodes. Jeff is diving into waterfowl this year, and sort of similar to the episode we did a while ago, or a few, not I guess it wasn't a while ago, a few episodes back on how much does it cost to kill a deer. This one is going to be how much does it cost to get into waterfowl hunting, right? Jeff is brand new to this, and uh, you know I'm sure we'll get into this, Jeff. But aside from some shotguns you probably already owned, um, you're starting from zero, right? Right. Aside, you know, I I decided last year that waterfowl hunting was something I wanted to get into, and so basically, aside from just general hunting stuff that I already own, I was starting from from zero. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we've talked sort of offline before that there's not a lot that really cross pollinates between, you know, whitetail or or squirrel hunting, uh, even even dove hunting, right? That that sort of can also be used in in waterfowl. It, it's you know sort of very different uh, requirements, right? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of specific equipment, you know, just like how deer hunting, you know, requires some specific equipment, you know, trail cameras and stands and you know guns with scopes, you know, straight walled cartridge rifles in Ohio, you know, requires this more specific equipment. Uh, Waterfowl hunting is the same. So is there, I guess maybe let's start with things that you already have that you're planning to repurpose or, or maybe not entirely repurpose. Maybe that's not the right word, but, but, also used to waterfowl hunt with. Yeah. So the things that I already had that I was planning to, you know, that I'm going to use to waterfowl hunt um, are shotguns. Okay. You know, I already owned a couple of shotguns. Um, I mean, if I decide that waterfowl hunting is something that I really want to get into, um, I'm probably going to buy a different shotgun or um, at least upgrade the, you know, one of the shotguns I have. Just to but, something more waterfowl specific or? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sort of the issue I have right now is I have a 870 with a. 20 inch barrel which is far too short really for waterfowl hunting um is that, the, have, is, it, is that one you won at the raffle that was more of like a turkey shotgun yes yes okay it, it was yeah it was the turkey version right um not not the one with because they they make two turkey 
870s. One has like the thumb hole stock. Yeah, yeah. Like a pistol grip stock, kind of. Um, not that one. But yeah, okay. so the that barrel's far too short, really, for waterfowl hunting. Just because it doesn't um, produce a good pattern? Or yeah, just I mean, not not really even the pattern, but you know, longer barrel gets you better velocities. Um, oh right, okay. Provides a better you know sweep, you know for sure. for waterfowl hunting, and it also gets that muzzle away from your ears and away mm-hmm. from the people the other people you're hunting with ears. I mean, a a waterfowl load is a pretty loud shotgun load right you know it's not a a dove load it it packs a punch sure you know so it's i really and then i i have other shotguns with longer barrels but you know one of them's only a two and three quarter uh inch chamber which is too small really for waterfowl hunting you know it's not ideal by any means so i might you know if this is something i decide i really want to do i might buy a shotgun that you know has uh a three and a half inch chamber maybe buy i don't own a semi-auto i might get a semi-auto um you know things like that okay um other things that i already had was like just general like insulated clothes um camo clothes you know stuff like that um and then i own a kayak which wasn't for hunting purposes ever at all it was for fishing and just general recreation you know exploring you know kayaking with my wife in the summer um which i plan to use the kayak as an access i don't plan the hunt out of the kayak um the kayak i have is not at all ideal for that um you know to do like a layout blind in or anything like that um i plan to use it for access i'll access an area pull the kayak kayak up on land or maybe not even pull it up on land but cover it in camo burlap and you know, stand outside of the kayak. Okay. Um, which I already had the camo burlap, you know, cause my kayak's like a lime green, so it's not a natural color. at all. <laughs> so it would need to be camouflaged. Yeah. But okay. aside from that, those things, um, I had to buy everything, everything else. Okay. You know, so a few things, gen- just like you said, general things, but basically starting fresh. Yeah, and even more so than in deer hunting. You know, a lot of people in deer hunting say, like, you know, don't don't take up deer hunting because you'll go broke. Um, I think that's even more of the case, like the the joke amongst the waterfowl hunting community. Um, because there's always something better out there. And I think people really like to uh, change and upgrade their equipment. You know, this, that, you know, change chokes, buy a different gun, 
decoys, you know, I, I want a different decoys. I want this, I want that. Well, there's, I, I mean, I am by no means tied into the, the waterfowl community, but you know, like the outside looking in, it feels a little bit like it's, there's sort of a, like a collector's mentality, if you will. Like I've got these decoys, but I'd really like to have this other set of deep, you know, there it's more, more, um, intricate, finer detail. I've got this call, but I'd really like the, you know, whatever I've got the plastic one. I'd really like the one that's made out of real wood, you know, and, and like you start to collect decoys and calls and, that's just my sort of naive, like I said, outside looking in, but I can see how that could be, you know, that all adds up. Of course. I would definitely say that there, there is a collector's mentality and you know, you, you want something for every situation, right? You know, so I have, you know, these floating mallard decoys, but I want, you know, some that I can that stand so I can use them in a field or you know I I need to add some teal decoys to my spread or you know a few wood ducks and then yeah with the calls it's like oh you know I used this call this year and it was good and I like it I'm gonna keep it on my lanyard but you know my buddy had this call and you know, I, I really liked the way it sounded or, you know, I, I want to call from this maker, you know, and whether that's a national company or someone local, you know, cause there's all kinds of local call makers out there. Sure. You know, and some are doing completely custom, some are buying the guts from other, you know, manufacturers and just you know, spinning their own call off of it. But yeah, there definitely seems to be more of a collector's and uh, more of like the calls and the decoys and everything being like art almost. Right, okay. You know, I it's, it's functional art, yeah. you know, to a lot of the people. You know, because... That's another, there's a big market. There, you know, there's a lot of people who are looking for antique decoys and calls. And, yeah. You know, and they're looking for them for like decorations for their dens and, you know, just to have as collector's items. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I guess let's, uh, Let's run through, well, I guess before we do that, I was going to say, let's run through, you know, your list, but what, what resources did you use to learn about all this? Right. Cause we don't, you know, we don't really know anybody personally that does a ton of waterfowl hunting. So how did you, you know, learn that, you know, two and three quarter shells are not ideal and, you know, what, what steps did you take for that? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, I mean, I, cause I, because I was so green, um, you know, I've basically looked anywhere for advice, 
you know, so uh, YouTube, you know, watching people on YouTube and seeing what they have to say, um, reading articles, you know, from different sporting publications, you know, uh, outdoor life and all that kind of stuff. And then down to, you know, more niche websites and chat rooms. Okay. Um, and then, you know, a really good resource was, you know, like the Ohio waterfowl hunting Facebook groups, um, and the national waterfowl hunting Facebook groups, you know, okay. cause if, if you watch these guys on YouTube or, you know, these guys who have hunting shows, you know, they're talking about putting out, you know, like 10 dozen, um, 20 dozen decoys. Wow. And it's like, that's a lot of money. You know, if you, <laughs> right. if you need to put out that many decoys, like I'm not even going to start. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's way too much money. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe I would try to find someone to, you know, go with one time and, or even, you know, pay a guide, you know, to go once a year. You know, that's what you gotta, the kind of equipment you have, you know, so, but then I started asking and on, you know, like the Ohio waterfowl hunting and they're like, no, that's basically a, a joke. You know, like that you don't you don't need anything like that, especially if you're just starting like you can start small and build out from there and change and tweak. But just a couple of decoys will, you know, bring the birds in and, you know, you can kind of get your feet wet and next year buy some more, buy some better decoys or whatever and then when it came to calls that was another thing where i i really didn't you know i i'm not very good at any sort of calling you know i'm not good at turkey calling and so i was really concerned about learning to call waterfowl call ducks call geese you know i was yeah very concerned about that so i read countless articles you know i looked at everybody's list for like best waterfowl calls for beginners best duck calls best this best that for beginners you know and kind of saw which ones overlapped on everybody's list and made my decisions off that okay all right. So already sounds like you've done a, a ton of research and, and looking into all this. So yeah, I guess at this point, let's get into your, your so, list. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll start. So this is what I actually did pay, you know, for, for all this stuff. You know, when we did the, how much does it cost the deer hunt? We kind of looked up prices and, you know, told you our list. Well, this is 
the prices I actually paid, you know, to get in the waterfowl hunting. So um, should I preface this with to, to let everybody know that you, you can be quite the deal hunter? Yes, that's pro- I, I was probably I was going to say that. At some point. OK, <laughs> I, you know, spent a lot of time trying to find deals and a lot of these prices I got after the hunting season last year you know i i bought a lot of this stuff in like late february um early march okay um so some of the things i got pretty Pretty decent deals on yeah Um, pretty good other season sales yeah other things i probably paid full retail for um but i worked a lot of different angles to get deals um so i guess we'll start with the call i uh you know spent a lot of time looking at what the best duck call was for beginners and uh basically everybody's list had uh two calls on it um and i'm drawing a blank but there was a duck commander call a double read duck commander call. Uh, and yeah, I can't remember what that one was called. Um, no. And then there was uh, the Buck Gardner double nasty, which is a double read uh, duck call. Um, everybody said, if you're a beginner, you need to get a double read call because you can learn how to make you know ducky kind of sounds on it and if you want to upgrade to a single read you know for a more pure sound a more raspy you know more realistic duck call um you can do that later but if you don't have any idea what you're doing you should start with a double read they're Um, just easier to blow or something yeah they're they're easier to to make a a duck noise out of okay. yeah 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 they're easier to blow they're much more forgiving um okay and the two i mentioned were uh pretty easy you know everybody said like you can't screw them up you know you can basically because it's very common for uh new callers you know people trying to learn how to call fill their calls with spit you know i'm really i still am learning how to not fill my call with spit um and both people said like you can fill these things up with spit and they'll still sound like a duck okay you know so they were um so i decided i was gonna get the uh the double nasty the buck gardener double nasty I, I mean, ordered with a it. name like Double Nasty, why wouldn't you? Right, right. I ordered it <laughs> from Bass Pro Shop. Uh, it was uh, 1990-something, you know, 20 bucks. Sure. Um, and actually, when they shipped it, they sent me a, a Buck Gardner Double Cross, oh. which is... It's another double read uh, duck call, um, but it's a different one. Uh, And 
this was in February, maybe March, because one of the first things I wanted to do was buy the duck call so I could learn how to sound somewhat ducky by next season because I knew I was going to require a lot of work. Right. Um, so one of the first things I wanted to do was buy this duck call. So I bought this in February and they shipped me out the wrong call. And because of COVID, they couldn't, it was a whole issue because like they couldn't process a return, like slap a return label on it. It's a duck call. It, you know, they're, they're not, uh, accepting returns. No. Okay. And they're like, so when our stores open up, cause I think they're the local Bass Pro shops, um, were closed right at this time for, I think they only ever closed for a few days, but they were closed. Um, like I said, you know, when our store opens back up, take it in there and, you know, they'll refund you. Well, I never went through the process to actually return and exchange for the call I wanted. I figured I have this one in my hand and... I might as well just, you know, use this one. So I ended up with the Buck Gardner Double Cross. And okay. it it seems to be I mean, I don't I don't have anything to really compare it to, but with minimal practice I was starting to sound relatively like a duck. Um, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable really calling in front of anyone like you know going to a duck blind and calling because i'm sure many almost every other person is better than me but i can <laughs> sound something like a duck okay <clears throat> so uh then the other uh thing is i needed a goose call too um and basically, in uh, looking for the duck calls, you know, I found a lot of goose calls that were good for beginners. You know, people had, you know, this is the duck call that you want for a beginner, and this is the goose call you want. Um, so I was kind of looking at that, and on everybody's list was for if you're calling, you know, Canada goose. Uh, was uh, the Primos Canada Goose Flute. You know, basically everybody said, like, it sounds like a goose. You can't screw it up. You know, Sign so, me up. Yeah, yeah. It was like, sign me up. You know, I just kind of looked and said, you know, like, what? You know, because there was uh, the Buck, Buck Gardner, uh, I think Canada Goose or maybe it was just called the goose hammer. Um, that was on a lot of people's lists too. Um, but I, I looked at this, uh, Primos goose flute and found it from Walmart, uh, for six bucks. There you and go. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'll get that. And I mean, even if it, it can't be crap, 
because everybody says like just buy this one so it's it's got to be at least somewhat good and it's like even even if i decide i don't like it later at six bucks you know i can't lose right yeah so uh i had those two calls for a while and then uh i was watching youtube videos and uh they had a guy who was a brand new hunter you know like first time ever hunting anything on this one show and they gave him uh a six in one call to to blow and you know showed him how to blow it and you know he was part of the action immediately with the six in one call see you've already got it man you already had calls and now you're already collecting more right right so i (laughs) i had to get this call too also i mean it it's it's six and one you know i mean that's a that's a value right um it's it's a little bit hard to you know find what those six calls are that this thing can do you know because they they want to tell you advertise like one or two of them because i don't know trying to think of all of them off the top of my head you can do a pintail a widgeon uh a mallard drake Pintel, Widgeon, Mallard, Drake, Teal, a Quail Call, and a Dove Call. That's the six. Okay. And finding instructional videos of how to do the Quail and the Dove can be challenging. But I think most of this year I'm going to, you know, rely on my decoys and uh, doing the, the Mallard, Drake call because i can create that noise very easily and it's you know my the way i do it sounds identical to the way that everybody else does it so i can't screw up so i think uh, sounds like a plan i think i'm gonna do that for most of this year um what i ended up getting with the six in one call was the uh Duck Commander, Pintail, Drake, six and one call. Um, I had this in my cart on Amazon for a while before I actually bought it um, and noticed the price drop. So that's when I bought it. um, And I got that for six bucks as well. Good deal. So that's that's what I've spent on calls. and that's kind of the area where I got the best deals probably was the calls. I mean, the, the, the Buck Gardner, uh, double cross, that's pretty close to full retail on that. Um, you know, you might find it for five bucks more. Um, but that's pretty close to full retail. Um, the other two, six bucks is probably half of what you would typically find it, you know, if you went into Cabela's. Okay. 
let's pause here briefly and talk about our sponsor, Mastin's Deer Sense. So Mastin's is a deer scent company and deer season is quickly approaching. So if deer scent is something that you use, have used in the past or would like to use this year, I encourage you to check out Mastin's. One, because the prices are good. And two, another thing you need to think about when you're using deer scent is unfortunately CWD and Mastin's is a certified CWD free facility. So they have inspections and things to make sure that their facility continues to be CWD free and they maintain that, that certification. So check them out. They've got liquid deer scent. They've got scented gel crystals. They've got deer scented candles that you use in their double scent stacker. So lots of different and interesting, cool things. Check out mastinsdeersense.com or ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors. So what all, I guess, before we continue down the list, why don't you give you give us a preview of your list? So you got calls. I'm assuming you bought decoys. What all uh, did you buy? Yeah, I bought calls. I bought uh, decoys, both duck and goose decoys. Um, I bought... A new choke for my shotgun. Okay. I bought weights for the decoys. I bought a jerk rig for the decoys. And I bought waders. Right. So that's kind of the, those are the things that I ended up, you know, needing. Like, this is kind of the stuff that I kind of thought, like, well, bare minimum to, to to really go out there and give it the good old college try this is what i think i need okay so what's next what do you want to go over next um let's go ahead and dive into the the decoy area okay um so like i was saying you know a lot of the professional hunters and people who have youtube channels you know talk about having dozens of decoys um both duck and goose decoys you know they're putting out multiple dozens you know 10 15 20 um when it comes to goose hunting you know you you might even be talking 50 dozen 100 dozen you know those those guys are putting out huge spreads um so what i ended up going with um just because i was looking to kind of dip my toes in the waterfowl hunting um and i talked to a lot of people online and uh for for the duck decoys i ended up going with the the flambo uh stormfront twos um which was a dozen decoys, um, six mallards, six hens. And I ended up finding those on Amazon. Um, when there was a price drop um, for $32 for the dozen. Okay. Um, which is extremely cheap for, for decoys. Um, I've, I've heard of people walking into their Walmart or their local sporting goods store after the season ended and uh you know picking up boxes of decoys like this for like 20 25 bucks um 
I looked. I sure tried, but didn't find anything like that, any deals like that. Um, I don't think we live in a great region of the state for find you know for waterfowl hunting and then yeah. finding you know because uh i went into a dunham's and kind of asked like you know do you guys have any waterfowl decoys and they basically pointed to the top shelf of their rack and said yeah we got that box there it's 65 dollars and uh we've never sold it <laughs> <laughs> you know and it was i think it was uh Stormfront twos, or you okay. know, it was a box of a dozen, and yeah, they, they just pointed to the top shelf and was like, "Yeah, we got that that box there," and uh, you know, you can buy it if you'd like. We can get a ladder over here, but yeah, dust it off for you. Yeah, so I ended up having to wait for a price drop on uh, on Amazon. Okay. So that was the the mallard decoys. Yeah, that was mallard decoys. Yeah. And you said you also um, bought goose decoys. Yeah. So in the goose decoy area, um, I I splurged a little bit um, because I liked the concept of these decoys. They were uh, something a little different than what everybody else is doing. So I ended up going with the Montana decoy, Canada goose decoys. So I ended up paying uh, $65 for those. Um, The reason that I liked the Montana decoy, uh, Canada goose decoys, is because they're a lot like the, the turkey decoys, where they're all collapsible like that. Oh, okay. They got like the and, spring steel inside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, and they they sell them in packs of a of a it's a dozen decoys, um, but you only get three of the ones that are like the uh, turkey decoys. Okay. And then you you know so you get three full bodies, and then you get six side silhouettes. Oh, okay. And then uh, six. Wait, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Six side silhouettes and then three top silhouettes. Oh, okay. Where it, it's a silhouette, but from above. Right, yeah. You know, so it's basically just like the outline of a goose from above. And sure. the reason that I liked the this idea um, was I thought like, oh, you know, these would be really good for you know i can i can get a lot of decoys out somewhere um and it won't weigh a ton you know so i i won't have to drive into a farmer's field or you know whatever and i can hike you know i can hike way out somewhere to goose hunt you know to kind of beat the crowd yeah and then also if i wanted you know i can take uh a dozen decoys no problem uh into uh like in my kayak and go out into a wetland 
Ah, right, yeah. Yeah, and actually, after I bought these, because I bought them, and I was like, "Ah, I'm going to look at them, you know, and I'll probably return these, but I want to see, you know, what, what they're all about. Because one thing that Montana decoys did is their marketing photos of these things are hideous. Oh, really? Like, they are terrible. They look horrible. <laughs> um, so when I actually received them and saw what they looked like, you know, and kind of had them in my hands, I actually bought a second pack. Oh, so okay. I have i bought two dozen of these you know which gives me six full bodies a dozen silhouettes and uh six of the top silhouettes okay um and yeah i can fit two dozen in my kayak no problem that's like i could go out into a wetland you know find a you know, a real shallow area in a wetland, you know, because they're not floaters, but they come on, you know, with sticks, you know, stakes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I could find a real wet, you know, a shallow area of a wetland, and I can put out two dozen decoys, just me in a kayak, you know. Right. So I really, I liked the concept that, you know, I can kind of go out and, beat the crowds you know kind of escape the crowds if i want to access a public wetland sure um so we'll see how how they do um you know that's a a little bit of a a gamble you know because no one else is really doing anything like this right yeah you know most most decoys are full body hard you know silhouettes or you can buy like you know or full body decoys you know hard plastic or you know some people are buying like socks or silhouettes but i i thought "Eh, this is a little bit of an idea to do something a little different than everybody else and sure that that price point was a pretty good price point i mean for for decoys um so i ended up getting two dozen of those and i'm looking forward to uh trying them out all right so what's left on your list uh well when with the decoys you know comes decoy accessories Right, you know, so the jerk rope and the weights. Right, right. And I, I had a plan to make a a jerk cord or a jerk rig um, just so I could have a little bit of more control over what I had, make it, you know, fit my needs as best as possible. Um, but then I found... Uh, rogers i think it's called rogers sporting goods um they're uh they have a location at least one location somewhere out west um but they do a lot of online uh sporting goods sales and they 
they really focus on waterfowl hunting. Okay. Um, so I found that they had uh, one on sale, uh, a final approach jerk rig um, for like 50, it was uh, 1598. Okay. Um, so it's like, I can't build anything for that price. You know, and I'm not that into uh, having something customizable enough that, you know, I'm willing to pay twice as much and invest my time. Yeah. So I ended up buying that um, because I I really thought I needed the jerk rig to put motion on my decoys um, because I'm not going to be doing a ton of calling. So I want my decoys to do the calling right okay. Uh, so i i got the jerk rig to you know put put motion into the spread to attract attract the ducks um and then with the duck decoys i needed i needed weights um and i ended up getting uh texas rig weights uh they're they have a three foot cord um I liked the idea of Texas rigs um, in hopes that they'll be less tangle, you know, get tangled a little less than other other rigs. You know, that's what everybody kind of said is like, you know, Texas rigs is where it's at. Like, buy Texas rigs, you know, you can easily pick up your decoys and, you know, you don't have to worry as much about them getting tangled up. Okay. So I bought uh, a dozen uh, weights. I ended up paying $13 for a dozen, which was a good deal. Um, I ended up getting those from Cabela's. They're uh, Cabela's waterfowl brand. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Northern, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, but it's Cabela's waterfowl brand. Um, but yeah, that was a really good price. I ended up only paying 13 bucks for them. Okay. So after uh, calls and decoys, then the only other thing I needed was waders. Um, and I, I, I bought a, a waterfowl choke, um, once again, because I I didn't really already own a good waterfowl gun, um, so I figured, well, I should maybe at least look for a waterfowl choke, um, especially because some of my guns, I some of the chokes I had I already owned, I wasn't positive if they were rated for steel. And, oh right. Um, one of them. I, I still had the packaging on and it was it was rated for steel, but it was only rated for steel up to two shot. And it's like, well, you know, I could definitely do all my waterfowl hunting with, you know, two shot or below. But I'd kind of like to at least go up to BB for hunting goose. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of. Most people say, like, you know, BB's the, the go-to for goose hunting. Okay. So it's like, I, I'd really like to 
uh, go up to at least BB. So I was shopping around for a a waterfowl choke and uh, happened to find a guy online who uh, accidentally bought the wrong choke for his gun and couldn't return it. Um, and it was kind of the, it was the choke that a lot of the people online were saying like, oh, you got to get this choke, you got to get this choke, you know, it's the best choke. Um, so he had bought it and couldn't return it and he bought the wrong choke. He, he needed the, the, uh, the Remington Pro chokes and he bought just the regular Rem choke. Oh, um, you know, so that a pretty common mistake, really, you know, you tell someone, oh, I need the Remington choke, they're probably just going to give you the regular Remington choke, not the pro. Um, but he, he wasn't able to return it. So I kind of talked to him and was able to talk him down quite a bit because it was basically either sell it to me or, you know, basically eat the money because no one else was interested in the thing. Um, but the choke was a kick's, Kicks high flyer full choke. Um, and I ended up getting it for 27 bucks, which nice. is at least half of, you know, where you can at least half price. Okay. You know, I've, I've seen them on sale for like 60 bucks. And yeah, it was a brand new choke. Never used, you know, it sat in its packaging for a few years as he, you know, tried to find a way to get his money back. And eventually I came along and offered him something for it. Yeah. So, and, uh, I've, you know, target shot with it a little bit and I really, I really like it. Um, it's a ported choke though. And it is loud. (laughs) <laughs> it it really makes the shotgun bark. It is a very loud, you know, it yeah. It makes it very loud. I was shocked. You know, cuz you know, I'm not worried, you know, I just kind of want to, you know, run a few rounds through the shotgun with this new choke, you know, see how things are going. And uh, I pulled the trigger that first time, and it's like, whoa. I, you know, my ears are ringing. <laughs> it's like, you know, and I, I I, wasn't wearing hearing protection. You know, and it's like, yeah, I'm definitely going inside grabbing hearing protection. Yeah. Because it's like, man, it was loud. <clears throat> Okay, so that leaves the waiters then, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the waiters are probably the thing I probably got the best deal on. um, Because, as probably a lot of people know, waiters are really expensive. um, Especially insulated waiters. 
Um, but I kind of sat there and watched the prices of waiters online after season last year and, you know, was waiting for the clearance sales to happen. And I ended up getting uh, from Academy Sports, their their house brand, uh, Magellan Outdoors. I got 1,200 grain uh, Thinsulade waders uh, for 50 bucks. I don't know, Which, but that sounds really cheap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the full retail price was. Um, but they were at least, you know, full retail 150. Yeah. Okay. So, I, it was a, a really good deal. Um, and I haven't really tried them out yet, so I can't really speak to how good of waiters they are. Um, you know, I, I know that they're a, a fairly cheaper brand of waiters. Um, but they, I mean, at least for my purposes, you know, where I'm just trying to, you know, get my toes wet. I mean, not literally, I (laughs) hope I'm not getting my toes wet, but, uh, you know, I'm just trying to kind of get out there. Uh, I thought, eh. I, you know, they're, they're insulated waiters. They're, they're something, you know, cause this is just like in deer hunting, you know, if you ask someone what you, what you need, like, oh, Hey, I want to get into this. What do I need? You know, when, you know, they're like, oh, get Sitka, you know, that's what you need. You need a, right, a Sitka yeah. parka and well with waterfowl hunting, it's like, oh yeah, you, you need Sitka waiters, like just buy them. You know, you'll never have to buy another pair. You'll be happy. And it's like, yeah, I I don't think I need to spend that kind of money. Right. You know, dropping 500 bucks, a thousand bucks on any sort of piece of clothing is. That's a little too, too steep for me. Yeah. You know, so. So what are you what are you into it all told at this point? So I I did the math and uh it comes out to I mean and I rounded up on you know rounded up to the nearest dollar, you know, on all the 99s and stuff. Um but it comes out to exactly $300. Okay. I've spent exactly $300 to to get in the waterfowl hunting. So there you have it. It costs you 300 bucks. If you're a deal hunter, (laughs) if you're a deal hunter like Jeff. Yeah. I, the, the biggest thing I have to say is, yeah, you, you gotta, you know, look at, you know, after the season, especially if you have a, a, a waterfowl store near you, you know, if your wall, if your Walmart carries, decoys or you know waterfowling stuff like pay attention to when that stuff is going on clearance and buy then sure yeah um academy sports you know 
pay attention right around the end of the season and by then because you can get some really good deals and uh rogers sporting goods um they're doing a preseason uh sale right now and they have some pretty good prices there as well um nothing quite as good as the end of the year clearance but you're not you're also not kind of gambling on you know what you know what are they going to have and right yeah. you know you you kind of get to choose what you want you know you can buy what you want not what they have yeah you know so uh, i was surprised by some of the the deals that they had with their preseason truckload sale so that's another sort of hot tip all right. Well, but, we'll 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 anxiously be waiting your your postseason review of all this stuff and see how it all yeah. worked out for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went pretty cheap on a lot of things, so we'll see. You know, I I'm sure there's probably going to be at least one thing that I'm like, yeah, that was garbage. I should have never bought it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I think even. You know, because the the decoys is probably one of the most argued kind of thing, like whether you you need, you know, this kind of decoy or that kind of decoy, you know, whether you need to spend this much money or that much money. Um, But I figured with the decoys, like they can I kind of get into it with these decoys. And if I decide I want to continue waterfowl hunting. I can upgrade and buy better decoys and use these decoys as filler, you know, for a spread. Like I, I thought at 32 bucks, that's, that's not bad. You know, that's, yeah, that's not a huge loss. You know, if I don't like them, yeah. You know, I cause yeah, for all I know, these, these decoys could scare away every duck. that that sees them you know i don't know you know but uh, people basically said like having anything in the water is gonna attract them like yeah you know some some decoys may you know help prevent uh ducks from flaring off you know you might you might not get them all the way to land in the decoys, you know, with cheaper decoys, but you're going to get them in, you know, coming into the decoys. They might just flare off at the last moment, you yeah. know, and you got to, you know, shoot them at 20 yards instead of 10. Yeah. All right. But, yeah. Well, well, this has been good. Hopefully yeah, it was, we'll see uh, what happens. yeah, hopefully it was helpful for somebody and, And yeah, like you said, we'll see what happens this fall. That's going to do it for this week. Hopefully there was something interesting in this one. If you're looking, getting into waterfowl hunting, maybe this gives you some idea of uh, what it's going to cost you, what it takes to get into that and follow along. This season as Jeff gets into waterfowl hunting and, you know, (laughs) send him any, any tips or advice you have and uh, let us know. Let us know what uh, 
what you want to hear. If there's, you know, if you want to hear more waterfowl content or what other topics, anything, right? Any any kind of hunting or, or outdoors related topics. Send us a message. Uh, we're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on Instagram. You can send us a message a message there or use the contact us form on our website. Whatever's easiest for you. Lots of different ways to get in touch with us. And hopefully you all have good luck this fall. And with that, thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.